Oh, baby. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Paddle, yeah! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon Lamudo, and I'm your Tipsy Panel host. Woo! And here with me, we have my pod. Not my podcast, but my pod of friends. You know, like a pod of dolphins. Was that bad? Should I start over? No, it's too late. I got to keep going. Uh, Ryan's here. Ryan Metz is here. Hi, Ryan. No, my name Mr. Rochester. Mr. Rochester, then call me uh, Ned. Yep. I think it was. Yeah, I'll be the Ned to your Mr. Rochester. All right, Ned, thanks a lot. I'm a really cute, fluffy white cat. Oh, thanks, and I'm a big dog. Uh, also, we have our mixologist, Mr. James Latiri. I saw a dolphin when I was a kid once. Now they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Things just aren't what they used to be. You know, the world got in such a hurry all of a sudden. <laughs> it's because nobody took the time to slow down. And talk to dolphins. Kids these days. And Brennan's here. Brennan Banter, our art director, is here. Hi, Brennan. I am Brennan. <laughs> and we are the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Yes, we are. Um, this week, we did a movie called A Ring of Endless Light, which is what happens if you take three successful child actors and give them just the worst story to work with and just see what happens. I thought that was what happened when you took 300 micrograms of LSD followed by 300 micrograms of LSD. Oh, cross-tripping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a ring of endless light. It. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. Ring of endless light. Um, More like ring of endless movie. <laughs> you are not wrong. Uh, but before we get into all the wonderful things about this movie, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Why? And that reason is uh, right here in this, uh, in this bottle, baby. Sounds like glass. Yep. You, you're not allowed to bring glass on the beach. Oh, shit, you're right. I got to go back. Out Sorry, guys. Well, I'll, we could start again in a little bit. Um, well, in the meantime, um, we're here because we like alcohol. That's why we're the tipsy panel. And James made a wonderful drink for us. James, tell us about the drink. This drink is called the Dolphin Hugger. Because <laughs> that's an insult in this movie. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so basically, it's a gin basil named after mm. basil. Uh, smash so it's a real simple uh, gin drink and throw blue curacao in there and make it a little more tropical so it's a bunch of fresh basil you tamp it down like three or four big leaves two ounce of gin ounce of simple syrup ounce of lemon ju- juice throw some drops of blue curacao in there and then freestyle it this is a, a real you know do whatever drink throw fresh cucumbers in a gin drink is really good or fresh berries oh baby over ice oh this sounds fantastic i can't wait for a time where we all get to record this in the same room again and you could just hand me this drink and say here have it now yeah drink it dolphin hugger (laughs) i am a dolphin hunger you know what if hugging dolphins is wrong i I don't want to be right same um but yeah uh this movie uh is certainly about something but before we knew what something it was about we played a little game and brendan's going to tell you what that game is Oh, yeah. So we I forgot what it was called. Oh, you. This is your oh, segment. Called, wait, it's called shit. It's called mistreatment. <laughs> right? Or tipsy treatments, depending t- on how you're feeling. We're still playing with the name. Shit. All right, you guys. OK, so what this game is, is that we all took a look at the movie poster and decided to guess what the movie was about prior to watching, because these are all getting pretty obscure here in this, Disney. This Channel, one's a great poster, in. too. It's a great poster. I'll describe it to everybody. It is Ryan Mirren. No, Ryan Mary Man. <laughs> the yep. Merry Man, Ryan. The Merry Man. That's me. <laughs> Ryan the <It's>, Merry Man. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. What do you think about dolphins? Uh, uh, I like them. Cool. <laughs> it's Ryan Miriman, Misha Barton, and a dolphin underwater. Uh, swimming towards the camera. Sarah Font, A Ring of Endless Life. I you can't see their. You can't see the bottom half of them though. So I thought maybe this was going to be like a mermaid thing, but mm-hmm. I think they'd put fins in it if if it was a mermaid. I think they'd want you to know. <laughs> this poster was very misleading to me because it makes it look like Ryan Merriman is the protagonist because he's right in front, but he's not. Mm-hmm. Misha Barton is very much the star of this movie. 
Yeah, he's just the main name in 2002 when this movie came out. Which is weird because when I see this, all I can think of is, oh, that's Marissa Cooper. That's the girl from the OC. And it's locked in my head. And any moment that was on a beach or at a pool or just where anything looked nice, I thought, oh, it's the OC. Ha ha. Mm, what you say? Okay. So <laughs> what I said is that A Ring of Endless Life is about a girl who's new in town after she takes up a summer internship at a dolphin sanctuary. She meets a male lead, and at first they butt heads, but they're of equal attractiveness, so you know it's going to be whatever. (laughs) Turns out the girl can communicate with dolphins, and was hinted at during the beginning of the movie when she goes to the zoo and a dolphin tells her to take up the internship. The dolphins tell her that life in captivity sucks, and the gang works together to free them. You hit a lot of good points there. Yeah. I did. You're pretty on on the nose. I'm going to give myself a, a 30%. Oh, I think it's more than that. Oh, you yeah. got that she could talk to dolphins. You got the whole thing about captivity life. Eh. I'd give you a 70. All right. All right, 70. Yeah, And she's kind of new in town, and it is the summer, so mm, you're pretty close. 100. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was, um, it was much closer than mine, which was uh, I said a young girl who has a crush on a boy, but the dolphin uh, is actually turned into a young man. Um, and, and the dolphin's name is Dolph Finn. <laughs> I uh, wish that were true. They, they, need, they need to help him get back to the ocean. Otherwise he's going to be a teen forever, but Dolph's whole family is kidnapped. So they have to go to the aquarium and save Dolph's family from being on display. Um, so I was, I was pretty much totally wrong. Well, one of them did get caught. The, the, the mama dolphin got caught in the drift net, which mm-hmm. is like the big source of conflict. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, I think I fall somewhere in between you two. Uh, the two leads are employees at some ripoff of SeaWorld, like Aqualand or Ocean Place. <laughs> and Ryan Merriman can communicate telepathically with this one dolphin named Posey, because it's short for Poseidon. Posey is miserable in captivity because her child is somewhere out in the wild without her. So they, devi- they devise a plan to break Posey out. Eh. I hit the communicate telepathically with dolphins. But uh, yeah, other you know, than that. If you're not going to be a mermaid, you got to at least talk to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also said that Ryan Merriman would play basketball. And you know what? Didn't see any basketball in this one. And, I feel like we're on a yeah. long streak of non-basketball decoms. Making me uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, we're, we're going to have to pivot hard next time. We're going to have to do one that's about basketball. That's a basketball term, pivoting. Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> no, but <laughs> let's say yes. So. We're going to have to dribble over to a basketball movie. Let's, uh, I'm traveling towards <laughs> basketball. Let's chest pass this uh, mic over to Mr. Latiri here so he can tell us what uh, he thought this movie was about upon seeing the poster. Go Nuggets. I, I started... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I started this movie at like almost one in the morning so i was had a long day and i don't know where i was thinking but on the poster it says it's from the same author as a wrinkle in time so i thought Mm -hmm. it would be much heavier in the fantasy element and i took a real heavy swing uh and i said there would be an ancient dolphin civilization that this dolphin told ryan merriman about also said he was the main character which that was also wrong um and uh it was ancient civilization and they needed the dolphin needed his help to reclaim its throne. It was like a displaced prince. Um, and then also I took a swing at his character's name and I said it would be Ryan and I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, it might as well have been. Yeah. So I, I'm going to give myself like the only thing is that the dolphin could understand a person, but I, I'm going to give myself like a, like a 15%. We tried you and I were just not on the money this time, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, with, with, with what you were saying about Ryan, I mean, I keep thinking about, um, Jared Pata, Licky, what's his name? The guy from Supernatural. I keep thinking about his character and his character's Zachary. name is Zach, but I see him and I'm just like, this guy's name is Jared. Like he looks like a Jared. I know that he is a Jared. It's weird for me to call him anything else. They're so formal in this movie. His name is Zachary. There's grandfather <laughs> there, which every time they said it made me so pissed. I think that's just our way in. Can we talk about grandfather? Yes. So grandfather yeah. is an 81 year old man who spoiler alert is dying. And mm-hmm. he actually just pastor. Yeah. yeah. 
or reverend or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he actually just looks like a like a ninety nine year old man. Like he looks he looks like, like he is on death's door <laughs> the whole time. And you mm-hmm. know who he is. Tell the me, reason tell why me. I said that in the beginning. He's Brooks from Shawshank Redemption. Oh, oh what? God. That's the actor. Oh my god! Damn. I never would have picked up on that. Oh. Is that the guy in the Shawshank Redemption who hangs himself? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. He gets out. He's been in prison for like fifty years, and he doesn't want to leave. Yeah. All right. Here's another game that we used to play that we haven't played in a long time, and and I'll make it quick. This game mm-hmm. is called Alive or Dead. Is that man alive or dead? Oh, I, I looked it up. Uh, I can't answer that. Yeah, it's, I know it, the answer too. Um, <laughs> Brennan. So just me. Dead. I think dead also. You are correct. I believe he died in 2009. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, but yeah, I, I was wondering, like, this must have been the last thing that he ever did. Like, he keeled over right after this. But no, he had seven more years. So. Holy shit. And he, yeah. But the thing, he died, he wasn't like 100 when he died. He was like in his 80s, which means here he was maybe in his 70s. Well, let's Possibly. see. Uh, he was born in 1921. So no, he was pretty much 80 or 81 years old. Yeah, and in Shawshank Redemption, he's like an old, old man too, and that was ten, almost ten years before this. Yeah, so he's just been an old man his whole life. Yeah, he's <laughs> like a the, little baby old man, a little Benjamin Button. Yeah, he's like the guy from Babe. Like he's just always an old man. But I guess that's why all of his grandchildren have to just call him grandfather all the time. When when he falls down, collapsed, having a like amnesiatic episode. Misha Barton's just there like, grandfather. Yeah, he's oriented times one. <laughs> just really takes me out of it. So this is a book, this, was, this movie was based on a book that was written in Australia. I wonder if that's more common. You, I'm, I'm oh. sorry, you wonder if what? I wonder if um, calling your grandparents, like grand, the full oh. grandfather, grandmother is more common in Australia, where the author of this book Could is be. from. Hi, good day, mate. You'll have to see your grandfather. Is she Australian, though? I mean, I... No, she's not, but the book was. And it was even filmed in Australia. You know what? That's funny, because this whole time, I just kept wondering, where the fuck are they? Like, where... (laughs) Are they in the Bahamas at one point? They're on Seven Bay Island. Yeah, Yeah, I... I assumed that it was kind of like a a Martha's Vineyard, but then I was like, no, they wouldn't have dolphins here. And then I thought... They did say East Coast at one point. Yeah, oh, they did. They did. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, then. Yeah. Is it like Bermuda? It, well, I mean, we we are led to believe that it's the summertime, and I, I, you know, do there dolphins are, go that far north yeah, in the summer? They do. Oh. I'd like to think it is the East Coast you, of Michigan, hunter? and that they yes. are actually just by Lake Ontario. <laughs> oh, yep. Mm-hmm. A very cold lake. Coastal Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what the coastal elites are they all go to detroit these are these are some hard-ass dolphins the real heads know yeah he, they, they've got scars and everything yeah from working the from working the factories um so i think the biggest impact that the the author of this original book had on this is the heavy christian undertones that eventually become overtones throughout the movie yeah um like at first it was just little things like they called the grandfather reverend and i was like okay he's a reverend fine and then they are about to do a grace at dinner but they cut away before they actually do the grace i'm like okay yeah okay I, i i get it uh but then they have a whole conversation about the science of like dolphins and they don't even once bring up the idea that evolution can be a real thing because <laughs> they're like, no. do you think when the dolphins went back to the ocean, they chose to give up their hands? And Ro- and Adam, a teenage scientist bound for Harvard next year, goes, huh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and then he's like, you should ask them. Ask oh the God. dolphins why they gave up their hands. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, in fairness, she does communicate with the dolphins, and yeah, and the answer almost kills her. Yeah, she get they're like, "Let me show you something," and they suck her into the water, which I guess is where the eponymous ring of endless light can be found. (laughs) Does anybody? Did anybody get any snippets of that poem off of which this this whole title and thing is based off of? Yeah, something about a ring of endless light. I I looked up the name. 
and uh, you know a little bit of information about the guy. Uh, Henry Vaughn was a 17th century poet, and he he coined that phrase. I guess it was part of a poem. Um, I don't know. I actually kind of liked that um, little bit that the grandfather read of of that poem. I, I'm going to go back and and look into it more. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, not not the worst. Um, you know, real life uh, prose they could have chosen. No, definitely not. Um, especially considering that it's a Disney Channel movie, and they could have gone with like Hop on Pop, and nobody really <laughs> would have minded. Um, but then there's also the second poem that she reads after, after like some crazy events have occurred and the grandfather's like, read this. And she reads it and he goes, you get it. And I mean, well, that, just, that just was her poem, it. right? Was yeah, that, I think that so. was one of, that was one she wrote. She's a poet. Oh, I didn't realize she was really reading one of her. Oh, the one where oh. it's like the universe is part of this one cry. Um, yeah, that was some hardcore shit. Like, I wish I had gotten more of those um, lines because it was, it almost sounded like um, lyrics from this punk band that, that we like fucked up. It almost sounded. Oh my God, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely going to go back and get some of those um, lines that, that the character wrote and then just scream them so that they sound like fucked up lyrics. I think that would be a great thing for fucked up to do. Just put out an album. Of songs that are all based on different Disney Channel original movies. Father Damien, aka Pink Eyes. Uh, you let's, come, let's call him up. Want to come let's, on the Let's show? get him on the. Let's get him on the line. Let's let's get this one to happen. We're doing it. I I like the there is like higher level I would say concepts in this movie where like uh, one of the books that Adam Ryan Merriman's character borrows from uh the reverend his grandfather um is lao tzu yeah like he's borrowing like chinese philosophy and the grandfather like has like the library of the island basically he's like the smartest guy around um so so that like in a way like i appreciated that they didn't dumb stuff down and like it was actual poetry Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it was just weird like the way they threw that in with like teen romance in a way that was it was oil and water. It was wow, hot. Adam, you're reading The Art of War. That's like <laughs> so heady. I love how you wrote up here to return my grandfather's copy of Lao Tzu's The Art of War, but you have no shirt on. <laughs> in, yeah, too. in a button-up shirt open with nothing under it. <laughs> yes. Ooh. And then he goes, I'm going to Harvard next year. <laughs> and that's how we're introduced to Adam. Yeah, yeah. sick brag. Name dropping a university. Well, to be fair, it was the little sister who was like, I'm going to go to MIT. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to Harvard and put her in her place. Yeah. Well, I can speak to dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> Bet you didn't think Barton. about that one, huh? And then and, Zach's oh my God. like, I got a drug problem and a plane. <laughs> and, my, and my mom died. Did I tell you my mom died? Hey, everybody. My mom died. I don't know if I mentioned it yet. Well, mm-hmm. hold on. You got. Well, we got we to gotta talk about. The, the scene with uh, the where we where we meet uh, Zachary. Uh, Zachary is the he's the supernatural guy, the the less attractive supernatural guy. And we know that he is the bad boy because he operates vehicles and wears sunglasses. <laughs> and there's this is a real conversation between him and Vicky um, where we find out Zachary's backstory. Um First of all, the first thing that bothered me about that conversation is where he said, uh, what have you been up to since the last summer? And Vicky goes, I don't know. Feels like it was a thousand years ago, which doesn't answer the question at all. Um, But anyway, here's the line where Zachary goes, well, you know, that and my mother died. And Vicky goes, that's not funny. I know. Oh, my God, you're serious. (laughs) This has been my table read of A Ring of Endless Light. And if you thought that was bad... You should watch the movie. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. You know, they really could have handled uh, this original text a lot better, I think. Because, <laughs> you know, the bones were all there, but they just dug them up and mistreated them and buried them again. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. I, like, I, I like Misha Barton. I think when I think she Why? plays the characters that she's given uh, pretty well. Uh, but she was given nothing to work with in this movie at all. Like. You know, I see I see the I see the skeleton 
of of like a Marissa Cooper character, and it it just never gets there because they don't. They're just like, here, you're talking to dolphins. That's it. That's all you need to know. Go have fun. Action. Uh, yeah. I, she also tends. No. She tends to over enunciate and over enunciate and uh, like speak her words very slowly. Mm-hmm. Is she is she American? I believe She's so. Pretty. Yeah. Oh. No, I, be, I I am almost certain that Misha Barton is American. I looked it up. I, she was born in England and moved to the U.S. So they have her listed oh, as like American, oh. English, Irish too. I think, oh. which is like okay, so not will, true. She she's not doing an accent. If if that's what you're wondering, this is no this no. Is how I, she I was wondering if her accent was slipping through. Yeah. There were odd times where you're right, Brennan. Like she would kind of. I, it, her words, her words are just a little off. Her pronunciation. I think she's just a Jenna Maroney type from Thirty Rock, where she says things like "camera" and mm. "naturally." My my accent is so natural. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. I I didn't think she was very good in this, but yeah, I think you guys are right. They they didn't have a lot to work. She didn't have a lot to work with. Yeah, I mean, there's only two roles that I've ever seen Misha Barton have. One of them is where she is. She has two guys pining for her, and that's DOC. That's this. And then there's ones where she is violently vomiting, and that's the sixth sense. Um, In the OC, she does both, but this is just one of the two. Maybe it would have benefited. Fell off the the map a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what she's done ever since. uh, Ever since she left the OC. Yeah. Again, I, I when I was looking her up. So she's like 34 right now. So, you know, young still. And I couldn't find anything on her Wikipedia page that she's done in like, you know, around 10 years. Yeah. Hopefully she's just like kicking back. But uh, well, I mean, I'm looking at IMDb. She's done a lot of stuff. Just nothing that's really found success. But you know what? I think she can make it. I think she could have a renaissance, especially because all these things she's doing, she's starring in. So you know what? You know what, Misha Barton, I know you're out there. I know you're listening because I know you want to hear all about four randos talking about this movie you did when you were 16. And Misha, I say to you, get out there. Good luck. You got this. 2021, that's your year. Wow, I did my math wrong because you're right. She was 16 when she made this movie, but I was like, wow, she's 26. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We don't need math in quarantine. We have our fingers. Mm, All we, I need to count is, you know, how many how many days I've been here. We just need. Uh, it's more than ten. More details. I have more than ten fingers. All right, what else? What else happened in this movie? I want to do a decom dad hour, but there's not a lot of dad stuff to talk about. Zachary's grandfather hour. <laughs> the, the hour of the grandfather has commenced. Well, there's, Zach's there's got a dad. Called, yeah, yeah, Zach's dad. Clock. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> and Zach's dad is just the worst uh, But that's what he's supposed to be He is just supposed to be a guy in a suit Who says loud things meanly Yeah he's a criminal So uh, F Yeah sure F, F for, for, for criminals who uh, Endanger the environment And he was wearing a tie at breakfast So what the fuck man <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and also what kind of island Do you need like a nice convertible to drive on Yeah I, I have no idea You just get a little golf cart Three mile island <laughs> yeah, from one end of the island to the other in 25 seconds. Where you pass a nuclear power plant melting down on the way. Three Mile Island. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, what do we think about the grandfather? What do we think about the fact that he just chooses to die? A plus. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he just chooses to pass away. It is a power move, like, to just say, no, yeah. I'm going to die right uh, sh- now. What's her name? It's like, let me call an ambulance. And he's like, no, come closer. And she's like, wait, grandfather, I want to call an ambulance. And, and he's like, no, come closer. Yeah. Oh, a terrifying moment. Must be, you know, if you didn't have like sweet piano music playing in the background, that's just scarring. Mm-hmm. Also, the whole town knows that he's very ill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But his grandchildren don't. Allegedly, um, per Wikipedia, uh, the secret of the children not knowing is a construction of the movie uh Mm -hmm. in the book the parents are there the whole time and everybody knows that he is sick yeah it seems like they took a lot of liberties with the film because if you look at the synopsis of the book there are quite a few differences that uh are, are pretty significant 
Yeah. Um, including Zach attempts suicide. So What? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this movie comes as close as any DCOM ever will to openly discussing depression and suicidal yeah. tendencies. Because yeah. Zach, his mom died, and then he starts failing out of school. He goes to a grief counselor. Um, he He doesn't really, you know see the benefits and it doesn't help him emotionally. And then he fucking plays chicken with a speedboat. Yup. And right. And you know, he's clearly got a thrill for danger and uh, a devil may care attitude. Yeah. And, and I, I thought it was significant that, uh, what's her name? Why can't I remember Vicky? That Vicky's yeah. character, uh, after Zach says, I, uh, let me explain. She says, explain what, that you want to kill yourself. So, yeah, and it's it's thrown out really flippantly, yeah. but that it's some you know you could you could take that script, the same words, and do it very seriously and very dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was pretty significant. I think. Yeah. Um. Let's let's talk about Zachary because you know about an hour into this movie, I decided that Zachary is really the only character worth talking about in depth because he's actually very interesting. Um, for all of those reasons, he is the most dynamic character. Um, he has a growth, you know, out of his, um, the comfort in, in, in his bubble, um, ignoring his grief and, um, just living off of his dad's, uh, exuberant amount of money. Uh, but then throughout the movie, he starts realizing that, you know, he develops a moral compass, realizing that his dad is profiting off of, um, profiting illegally off of using these drift nets to catch fish in a way that you're not supposed to. And he exposes his dad. He like takes the photos Mm -hmm. of like, he turns on his own dad to take photos that would potentially, you know, ruin his business and probably get him arrested. And as soon as he tells Adam that he did this, Adam looks at it and goes, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. Like I fuck Adam. Well, he's science boy. He's Mr. Objectivity. And uh, oh, my God, trying to mansplain how dolphin telepathy works to Vicky as she's trying to do it. Yeah. And I thought it was ridiculous that after she after he gets a kiss from her, the very next beat, he's like, yeah, well, uh, can you come help me with my uh, dolphin telepathy experiment? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, this is yeah. probably the only Disney Channel original movie where we see somebody kiss two different people. I thought mm-hmm. of that. Ooh. And multiple times. Yeah. I yeah. think I think there were maybe five kisses. One of them was in a dream. But yeah, I yep. think there are five different kisses in the movie, which is, yeah, usually <laughs> in Disney you get like one, maybe two. Yeah, and it's it's also interesting that it's two boys that Vicky's considering equally when usually like Zach's worse than Adam probably and we're we're supposed to believe but like he's not the worst like he still helps him and he's like cordial to Adam but it's like it's not like there's very obviously like a bad boyfriend Mm -hmm. that like the girl is like meets a nice guy it's like she's genuinely torn between the two of them and gives them both smoochies she's like a smoochie machine Mm -hmm. so it, it was yeah it was it was much more sexual tension and activity than other decoms. You simply love to see it. I think Vicky should have ended up with Zach. That's my hot take. Hmm. I think, I think, I think Zach is just a more interesting character. I think he cares about her more as a person and not just as an anomaly. Uh, and I think that he would, I don't, I mean, I don't know if he's the better boyfriend necessarily, but I think he's, the better choice. Well, he, he he's also pretty tragic. He has a line where he's talking to Vicky about her parents. And this is the exact quote. He goes, not only are your parents not divorced, they seem like they like each other. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, you're like the fact that he's saying that is crazy. Yeah, I mean, he was just much more deeply flawed than Adam. Adam was, you know, maybe had his head too far up his own ass, but uh, Zach was a genuinely good person who just, uh, you know, took some wrong turns in life. I wish that we got a club scene in this movie because mm-hmm. Vicky and ja- and Zach, they go to a club and do. A- Adam hangs back. And instead we get this fucking uh, say anything rip off uh, and them dancing like two stepping on the beach, which is cringy as hell. The funniest part of this movie, but 
I would. I want to see them at the club. I want to see them listening to what is this? Two thousand two. Hot in here by Nelly, <laughs> and just you know jamming out on the dance floor. Uh, maybe dugging was that a thing in two thousand two? I'll just assume it was. It also. What I realized after that scene is they're dancing awkwardly, and then he picks up the boombox. It was his like very sensual music that was playing. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. you got me talking in Listen my to, like, sleep, fucking Joe. Yeah, wait. <laughs> I tried to look that up too. I I only found a list of songs, but um, I think maybe it was here in my heart. I really don't know. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get a Shazam on it, unfortunately. And then also I tried to watch the credits, but my internet kept crapping out on me, so I just couldn't make it. Um, oh well. I, I did find out that there was a Switchfoot song in this movie. Oh my. God. It makes sense because if there were heavy Christian overtones in this in this film, well, I got news for you. We got the heavy Christian yeah. rock band. Oh yeah. There there's really not not much of a better choice for 2002 than the uh than the dare you to move heads themselves switchfoot. <sighs> oh my god. Dare you to move. I dare you to lift yourself up off the floor. Wait, wait, nobody's saying anything. Let him continue. I dare you to move. I dare you to move like you did ever. I, I don't know the words. No, no, let him keep going, guys. Come on. That's that's all I got. Um, we are more than the wars of our fathers. I feel like you just unlocked a memory in my brain. Like I had forgotten <laughs> the term switchfoot end that lyric completely and it just <laughs> it just like unlocked a new dungeon in my brain are, are you a sleeper cell and the only thing that uh awakens you is dare you to move by switchfoot <laughs> i don't know but no one better play stained because that might be the sequence of events <laughs> rosebud oh dear hey you guys want to do a decom f-bomb uh no okay well uh sorry we're gonna do it anyway Okay. Decom f bomb's great. The decom f bomb is if this movie were rated PG thirteen, you'd get to drop the f bomb once. Where would you drop it? Um, mine was very easy. By the time I got to the end of this movie, there weren't a lot of uh, fucking jackpot moments. Maybe a couple, <laughs> but this isn't a fucking jackpot kind of movie. <clears throat> what I found was at the very end. Um, so after you know the teens save the day and Grandpa enters the void, um, <laughs> Vicky's little brother. Uh, Rob bug kid. He likes bugs. Yeah, Uh, He's a bug. He's a bug trainer. Yeah. A little bug boy is sitting on a bench outside on the front porch there. The movie's about to end. And he says to Vicky some shit about like, Hey, uh, it's, it's really, it's very much like that. Uh, have you ever had a dream that you, and you, you you want and you wish uh, you you, you want and you wish to do, uh, it's him talking about like, Hey, if there were alien planets and they didn't have eyes and then they died, what if they like, gained a sense after dying and like what if we when we die we we also we gain a thing but since since they're all dead nobody knows it and we don't even know what the thing is yet (laughs) um at that moment vicky vicky should have tussled his hair and just said that's the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard hey look it's mom and dad (laughs) hi guys you won't believe what bug boy just said (laughs) yeah that's a good comparison i i was trying to understand what he was saying but you know it was like nearly 90 minutes in and i was like god can this movie just please be over yeah it's, it's been way too long since i've been to church for me to even pick up on anything that that was supposed to be oh jeez, it was a, it was a real like i am 12 and this is very deep mm-hmm. definitely <laughs> all I, right uh, who else has a decom f-bomb i think mine would be when um vicky and adam are in the lagoon with uh what's her name enid and yeah uh, they're they're trying to summon basil and there was another string of pseudo-christian bullshit that came before that i think that was the moment that they were talking about like what if the dolphins when they had their hands and then they maybe didn't want them anymore what if they when when they went back in the water what if they gave them up they went through that whole thing and then there's it was an awkward pause (laughs) and and adam goes hey look (laughs) I, I I would have just had him go like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Something so stupid. Because 
<laughs> that was the dumbest line in the whole movie. Just delivered so stupidly. It's like this this brief pause. Hey, look. I'm surprised you could pick just one. <laughs> There's so many contenders. <sighs> My favorite dumb line, um, and then we'll let, I'll let somebody else do the F-bomb, is... Um, uh, Vicky's talking about Adam talking about some bullshit uh, and she just goes very deadpan he knows so much but he sees so little mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that was pulled straight from the book and the teleplay writers were like oh fuck yeah these kids are gonna fucking eat this shit up oh yeah fucking jackpot put it as their aim status <laughs> <laughs> love it uh okay mine's when adam and vicky are dancing together and they kiss for the first time so they kiss for the first time and then they pull away and then they like truly kiss for a second time but when they pull away adam whispers in her ear i'm hot for fucking dolphins (laughs) (laughs) and then they kiss again it's because she is too he said what she was thinking but couldn't put into words that's how you know they're made for each other. Well, if he delivers that line, then she has to go, fucking jackpot. <laughs> yeah, like, obviously, she's part dolphin. She can speak to them. Yeah, she had a she had a mermaid dream. Do you think he'd even like her if she couldn't speak to dolphins, Adam? That's another point for Zach. I think Zach yeah. truly likes her. Exactly. When he finds out her, you know, skill, he just wants to use her. And then he learns the error of his ways or whatever. But his first instinct is, oh, shit, I can use this. This will be don't my know thesis. You guys. I think Zach just wants to smash because, like, the the second he sees her, he tries to kiss her. And, like, obviously they have history, yeah. but yes. he's just, like, a horny teen. That's he, what I he, think. He is a horn dog, and he did make that one move in. Like, he, he leaned hard with no... He hopped off a jet ski and yeah. then tried to smooch. That's a power move. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't agree with it, but but I respect his confidence because he was certainly lacking in every other area prior to this. Doesn't somebody else have a decom F-bomb? Whose turn is it? James. It's it's me. I I am vacillating back and forth because I thought of one before where... So, I'll, I'll just go with this one. The, the There's a scene where, Brandon, you mentioned, I think that uh, Zach, Zachary, sorry, his dad is eating breakfast with him in a shirt and tie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Zachary's like, Dad, do we use float nets? <laughs> and his dad has said something to the effect of like, do you like the cars? He, I, I just imagine him getting really close, being like, "You like your fucking life, Zach? Huh? <laughs> you think I want to be a fucking magnate of a goddamn fish cannery business with my twenty <laughs> boats? This place smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I bought you your fucking portion. You fucking like it? Like it was just all the the pent up rage of like his son is questioning him and like he lost his wife. Yeah. But but the other thing, honestly, Ryan, you were talking about the the birth of the dolphins. And there's it's we're watching it right now. It's on the screen. It's a it's an actual dolphin birth. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. legit, wasn't it? Uh, my so F bomb was me going, "What the fuck?" Because there's <laughs> there's like placenta in the water with this dolphin birth. Where did they get that footage? Do you think they like got it on their own, or they like took some stock footage from somewhere? Oh, they probably just bought some stock footage. Yeah, there there were like especially early on, you can tell. It'll like cut to the dolphins and it's like a completely different grain of film mm-hmm. and it's just dolphins like heads out of the water. <laughs> the effects were not great for most of the time when they were not really using dolphins. Yeah. But I will say there's a very funny moment where we meet Basil for the first time and Adam's like, oh, my God, Basil's never this friendly. Uh, and then Basil jumps up and Ryan Merriman is just holding a dolphin like foam figure and it's just like shaking it around and it's supposed to be like the dolphin jumped up and is playing with him but it is very much just ryan merriman shaking around a foam figure of a dolphin i see i kind of thought the dolphin was coming on to him in that scene that's what i thought oh you think dolphin's trying to get a little freaky yeah it was mounting trying to be like show me a blowhole oh god bad boy basil it was mounting him yeah what kind of penises do dolphins have? Do they have like weird, like like corkscrew penises, or like I know a lot of animals have some weird shit going on. I don't know, on. man. Why don't you ask Ryan Merriman? 
he would probably know. Hey, Ryan, if you're listening, uh, please reach out to us, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. I would love to know what kind of penises <laughs> dolphins have. Or uh, you could call hey, us. Hey, Siri, what kind of dick does a dolphin have? Hold on, I'm looking at it now. Oh, 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 this is interesting. I was not expecting this. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Um, I, okay, uh, here I we go. I might be able to help us out there. Please do. Um, so, God, we're going to get in the weeds. So what this reminded me of is, I don't know if you guys know about this, there were experiments done in the early 60s uh, with humans and dolphins that were exactly this. And all I could think about this whole movie was these experiments. Uh, the woman, her name was Margaret Howe Lavitt, Lavat, L-O-V-A-T-T is her last name. And uh, they were apparently inspired by LSD. We were talking about LSD too, the endless <laughs> ring of light. Oh my uh, God. And the idea was, could you teach a dolphin from being like a young calf, I think they're called? Uh, could you teach it a human language? Could you teach it English? And what this woman had was she lived in an apartment with a dolphin, like an adolescent dolphin, <laughs> where she had her room and it was a tank that was like basically your living room. If you took steps down, you went into the tank and the dolphin was there and it oh grew up God. and she would do experiments with it every day. And I where smell it a devolved, sitcom. Well, where it went to was the dolphin started coming onto her and in, she is given interviews to this effect. I'm not making this up in order to like get like past it and uh, get to the experiments. She wound up daily multiple times a day. Um, how should I say it? Uh, relieving the dolphin. Ooh! oh, my God. And she talks about it. Holy shit. So. What this, this sexually charged masturbated a dolphin? Yes, that's exactly what she did. Uh, so we should call her. Yeah, get her to dial in. She's in her 80s now. <laughs> oh, my God. If there's Actually, anything she alive, that she wants know. to talk about in her in her later years, I'm sure it's masturbating a dolphin. Um, yeah, because she hasn't talked about it a hundred times. <laughs> oh, my God. Finding the change, ring of endless life. Sorry to change the, the whole trajectory of this, but it's no. it just was too similar. And we started talking about dolphin penises. Oh, well, God. I'm just imagining like. Adam has already read this at some point, and here's a scene where they're working together, and Adam is, says to her, like, hey, do you know anything about the dolphin experiments of the 60s? And she goes, no. And he says, okay, do you trust me? <laughs> and oh, then it cuts to the God. next scene, and she is just ashamed and sitting in, in the aquarium or the research lab, and Adam goes up to her and says, I didn't mean to, and she goes, don't. I mean, and then look, the movie's over. There's That's it. so much sexual tension between the human beings in this movie, and there's so much like fantasy shit going on at the same time. It's no wonder we ended up talking about actual bestiality. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie is two shakes away from it. I just looked up a video called Dolphin Penis Smiley Face Emoticon. Oh, my favorite video. And the way I would describe the shape is the hill from Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is Dolphin Penis. This is Dolphin Penis. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have an immediate image, which is crazy. Yeah. How does that work? How do they like? Do it. I have an immediate something else. Oh yeah, I'll show you my I, ring of endless light. I mean, like light. you know, oh. you know when Jack Skellington is like singing the crescendo of the song oh, and it like sure. comes out, you know, like on spirals. Him, yeah. That's the part. That's nice. my that's my opening line on my Hinge profile. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell your wife you're on Hinge unless she knows. No, please don't <laughs> tell her. <laughs> Hi, wife. I love you, wife. <laughs> Don't listen to the things I say on this podcast. They don't matter. Nothing makes sense. She's I'm talking into the void. Shaking her head. <laughs> oh, she absolutely is. All right. <laughs> what else we got for this movie? We've talked about dolphin penises and uh, relieving our fellow mammals. So uh, if there's really anything else, um, I don't know. It might be anticlimactic. Oh, I have a question. 
Uh, what happens to Ned and Mr. Rochester? I know Ooh. exactly what happens. They go with Vicky and her family on the ferry back to the mainland. You, oh, they did. You see it at oh, the I very end. It. Yeah, you see um, Mr. Rochester in a carrier and Ned by mom or dad's side. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I was I was glad about that because because they're they're both very cute pets, yeah. and I'm glad that they had a future. Yeah, perhaps the only uh, happy ending in this movie. Oh, God. Not, or except, you know, uh, Misha Barton, one. you know, relieving a dolphin, that too. Um, If we can get back to the dolphins here, there was a dolphin trainer on cast. His name was Daryl Spike Pierce. Oh, um, man. Wow. I, I don't think I would want to call a dolphin trainer anything but Spike. Yeah. Or Pierce, you know. Mm-hmm. Spike Pierce is like, you couldn't make that name. up. That's um, a good one. But both it, things that dolphin penises do. Oh, oh, the biggest question. I'm sorry, I guys. You got here. you got it on my mind. It, I, I got to just let it out. How much real dolphin do we actually get? Like how much actual swimming with the dolphins did Ryan Merriman and Misha Barton do? That's my biggest question, I think, in this I, whole and movie. See, that's why I always wished that these movies had a B-roll, like just something else that we could see from behind the scenes. Only a few, like Halloween Town had some in a commercial, and I think Twitch has had some in commercials, but on the whole, we really don't get much of it. It's just like for 30-second promos. I want a documentary, and Halloween Town came close. I think they had like a five-minute segment, but give me, give me two hours. Give me more than the movie itself, because I know that watching what happens behind the scenes is going to be way more interesting than... This. This is Dolphin Dick. This is Dolphin Dick. This is Dolphin Dick. <laughs> yeah, we got to get away from from talking about that. It's I so mean, hard. Like I, I, oh, just when I thought it was out, it just pulls me back in. <laughs> so I, I think after all of this, there's not really much to the end of the movie. The three of them get on Zach's boat after he's been drinking with his father all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he drunkenly drives them out to the middle of nowhere where his father's other boat is and they catch them in the act, uh, but not before Adam gets uh, tangled up in the same net that almost claimed Enid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Grandpa and uh, Lieutenant Dan come and, and save the day. Lieutenant Dan. Um, I think the 13th year had the exact same climax. Um, the 13th year is... A movie. I mean, I mean, I'm kind of spoiling a tipsy treatment here, but it's. It, I, I won't say much. It's got an almost identical climactic scene where one of the main characters gets caught in a net and almost drowns. Um, but yeah, it's that was just three years before this movie, so I know somebody must have noticed this and just said, "Ah, eh, fuck it. Who's gonna care?" I well, mean, you know what? I care. I am that one person. Well, there wasn't pissed. much to that climactic scene. I mean, you know, they're building towards it, the the whole movie, and it, it sort of just feels like they tick their boxes. Like, you know, oh, Dolphin gets caught in a net? Check. Someone well, has a near-death experience? Check. Can you think of a single climactic scene that doesn't have that? I can think of, I mean, and specifically in the DCOM world, I can think of one. And it's Luck of the Irish. That's maybe the only decom I can think of, of the ones that we've seen, where the climax really, like, builds up well. You know, it, it like, starts with them, like, fl- like, being teleported to Scotland or Ireland, where they do these, like, fucking Irish games, and then they, they're teleported into the final game of the basketball tournament. And, like, that's, it's, like, 15 minutes of climax. Most of them do just write it off and say here's the bad guy he appears in <laughs> he's wearing all black and they save him they stop him with the power of love and he's gone or gets know. arrested i guess my issue is that they took apparently so many other liberties with this movie versus the book that they could have done more with it and especially because there was all this other exposition that they omitted from the book to the movie it just, I don't know, it felt like a cop-out to me. Well, I i can't say for sure, but my instinct told me that they probably had to take out a lot more 
of the religious undertones to make it a just generic movie where you can kind of get away with saying it's not Christian. It's just spiritual because the, the God presence is just the ocean or a light in the ocean. They replaced all the religious scenes with smoochies. Yes. (laughs) That's not Christian. That's very unchristian. An equal but opposite reaction. Yeah. But I got to say that one scene where they had Basil on a cross, like really did not sit well with me. Mm. Yeah. And I really didn't like when they uh, cut his side and all the wine poured out. That was really fucked up. I know. Right. Wasn't expecting it. Stigmata, hey. baby. You know what time it is. <laughs> oh, boy. What else do we got? I think it's almost time to rate this movie. Any any final thoughts? I just I just couldn't help but wonder. So we're left at the end and she can still talk to dolphins. And she's just going to walk off and not do it. She's going to write poetry, which is, I guess is what she wants to do. But there's no consideration for like the difference she could make like she just can do it and they're like yeah you could still do it goodbye it it was just like there was nothing there was nothing made of it no you know that one that's actually for the sequel uh a ring of more endless more light (laughs) two rings (laughs) an ampersand of endless plot device (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. The last thing the last thing I found in my notes here was just related to uh, the cop or Coast Guard or whatever the guy, the law official is here, um, where a 16 year old comes up to him yelling like, you got to investigate this boat. I know they have drift net. And he goes, OK, I'll do it. And then he does investigate the boat and he says, um, hey, even if they did have drift net, there's nothing I could do about it unless I catch them in the act of using it. So why the fuck did he just go there in the first place? Why didn't he wait until they went out to do their fishing and go check on it then? I feel like that was just lazy policing on his part. That's lazy policing. Never heard of it. No, never. <laughs> That's plot device for you, baby. <laughs> hey, Captain, you're busted. love it great line not arrested just busted yeah this this movie was packed with bullshit i actually believe it or not i had high hopes for it at one point gotta have those hopes were were very dashed but speaking of good quotes i think the the best quote in the whole movie was your prejudice <laughs> what, what was the context there? Uh, one of these little fuckboys was saying to the protagonist, oh, "Your poetry is actually good," and, <laughs> and she was like, "You're prejudiced, <laughs> right? Biased, maybe would have been a little better, but no." Yeah. No. Um, I for, I had forgotten about this one. I looked at the note and I just didn't know what it meant because I only wrote down the quote. But now I remember. Uh, after she kisses Adam for the first time, she walks inside the house, mm-hmm. puts her back up to the door, mm-hmm. and goes, "Wow." End of scene. <laughs> I remember that. Wow. I made a note of that. Nothing yeah. about her delivery made me think that it was a good kiss. That's she- like. That's like. As if he like pulled away and said, pretty good, huh? And she just went, wow. <laughs> she bites her lip too. So it's like she felt something. But yeah. Misha Barton is the expert of looking down when they are thinking about a person that they like. She does. She has done it in everything. All the two things that I've seen her in. <sighs> yeah, I, I probably would have been willing to let a lot of these bullshit plot devices slide if the acting was a little bit better, but it was really, really bad. Like, the, I, the best actor in this movie was Grandfather, by far. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then was uh, Susie, uh, followed by Robbie, uh, and then and Mr. Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fair assessment. Um, if we're going to talk about overall qualities, why don't we just go into the end game here? Let's, uh, well, let's rate this movie. Wait a sec. I did want to mention one more thing before we did that, and it was... Uh, another scene that made me laugh out loud. Like we 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 like to mention this because we don't often get the belly laughs. Uh, yeah, we like these, to laugh here. 
But um, when the little brother Robbie was uh, in the process of drowning in the ocean, <laughs> while while Zach and um, Vicky were were talking up in the sand dunes, <laughs> they just run down there and they're yelling, "Rob, where are you? Robbie, where are you?" I just thought, like, how ridiculously ineffective it is to look for somebody in the ocean, sitting in the same place yelling, where are you? Yeah. Also, it's got a great juxtaposition of uh, the the suspenseful music that has started because the audience knows that Rob is drowning. But we still see Vicky and Zach sitting there talking about some bullshit like, so did you watch Survivor or whatever the fuck it was? (laughs) That is a really good moment. And, and that scene especially was so it sounded so bad because you could probably tell that like wherever they were filming that day, they were on the beach. It was probably way too much wind. Like <laughs> it was all 80 yard from mm-hmm. Misha Barton and Zachary. They just couldn't. It was just the inflection was wrong on a lot of their sentences. And it was just a, like an empty soundscape behind them. And then they're just going, <laughs> it, you could tell they didn't want to fully yell. Where are you? So it was just someone going kind of loudly like where are you (laughs) come here yeah this one definitely takes the cake for worst adr in any decom oh yeah which means that it's the worst adr ever Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree i mean there was even a scene with grandfather's adr and i was like oh my god that's the name of a band a math rock band grandfather's (laughs) adr (laughs) i like that all right, is it time to uh, close the ring? Yeah, sure. Tell tell everybody how the rating system works, Ryan. It's pretty easy. If you liked the movie, you can give it a thumbs up. If you didn't like the movie, you can give it a thumbs down. And you can really do any of these for any reason, uh, save for if you liked the movie because you're alive and you got to experience it. That type <laughs> of rating is not allowed. Yeah, that shit gets you kicked off the show. For good. <laughs> but yeah, we give movies thumbs up or thumbs down depending on whether we liked them. All right. Do you want to start us off, Ryan? Yeah, why not? Um I mean, look, if you're a listener of this podcast, you've listened to, you know, more than two episodes, let's say, you know that I am uh, notoriously maybe the toughest critic on this show and you know, I've I've come around a little bit lately where my brain has melted from almost 50 of these films. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've actually appreciated a few of them. I wouldn't say I've enjoyed them, but I've appreciated them. Um, and, you know, I think um, the what this book, uh, sorry, what this movie was based on, uh, you know, it's, it's probably a good book. I mean, uh, hopefully I'm not butchering her name. Uh, Madeline L'Engle, you know, really great author a wrinkle in time is a classic for a reason um and i'm sure that a ring of endless light the novel is is really good i mean i'm almost interested to read it now dare i say but we discussed this earlier and i think they just fucked it up big time uh you know there's a lot of good heavy subjects here that they approached but they did it in a bad way Um, you know, they had this beautiful, uh, backdrop to shoot against and, you know, they wasted it with foam cutouts of dolphins. (laughs) Um, you know, this movie had a lot going for it and, and Misha Barton, obviously, uh, she went on to, you know, have great success. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, sorry for all this buildup. Needless to say, I, this movie dragged on for me and I I couldn't wait for it to be over. Um, bad acting too much Christ. That's a thumbs down (laughs) from me, chief. Yeah. Uh, I figured as much. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do the same thing, but I'm gonna keep it at about 10 words or less bad acting, bad script. I bet the book sucks. Uh, that's nine words down. Thumbs down. Oh, this one was so bad. This one's at the bottom of my list for sure. Wow. Did not enjoy it. Even the things that I found funny were just not enough to hold me over even a little bit. This is a hard <laughs> thumbs down. I guess I'll, I can go. Uh, it's so tough. It, it just toes that line of, of, you know, the room or Anaconda versus like, 
whatever that movie was with Johnny Depp, where it was really bad, where he was Whitey Bulger. No. It's, it's, or, you know, it's almost enjoyable, but when it drags on so much and you just can't, when it's so sappy and bad, that for some reason makes it kind of of worse. Hmm. Brooks' grandfather, really a good actor, honestly. Like, he makes the movie, even his, like, delivery of lines, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo the th the two of you and go thumbs down. Cool, very cool. Okay, uh, I agree. It's too much Christ, too much sap, a non interesting love triangle. I do think this movie passes the Bechdel test, which I can't say the same about every mm. decom. Does yeah. it? Uh, yeah, with her little sister and her. As I recall, most of the conversations they had together are about her Vicky's love life, about a guy, and uh, I believe the Bechdel test requires the two women to no, a have names, but then also <sighs> talk about something that's not a guy. Hmm. Yeah, I thought they talk about stars <laughs> and you know <clears throat> astronomy. And you're, stuff. you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It doesn't matter. Thumbs down for me. Four thumbs down. Ooh, it's been a while since we've all agreed on a movie. I know. I, you know, I, I, I like that. I do like that we often have differing opinions, but it, it, it still feels good when we could all watch a movie and unanimously say this sucks. So on behalf. It brings us closer. On behalf of a grateful tipsy panel, I'd like to award this film. A ring of endless thumbs downs. <laughs> oh, that's wow. absolutely what it. this gets. Oh, I love it. It's not Perfect. even an award. It's just the ring of endless thumbs downs. It's Sisyphusian. Interestingly enough, uh, and I had a feeling about this because I actually knew what this one was. I'm referring to the Vulture article that came out now a couple months ago by Rebecca Alter, where all the, she ranked all of the movies. So out of 105 of them, she ranked this 27. Spit oh take. God. What? It's up there. For Holy her. shit. Yeah. Wow. I could only assume that that is because Misha Barton is in it. And I, as an, a fan of the OC, I, I can't speak for the author of the Vulture article, but I was more in favor of anything Misha Barton did in this because looking at her just makes me think of the season two finale of VOC where she shoots Trey. It is an wow. iconic moment in TV. I probably, Wait, she does the shooting. No, yeah. no, 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 oh, no, dude. no, 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 the, no, 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 no. The YouTube video of Marissa shooting Trey is without a doubt. The one video on YouTube I have watched the most in my life. I watch it regularly. It is just oh. a great moment in TV. <laughs> I have to say though, this, so in this whole article, like there's a lot devoted to a lot of these movies. Like usually it's like two, you know, two or three sentences is the norm. Some get a little bit more for this one. Number 27 ring of endless light. This is it. This is the entire thing. Misha Barton can talk to dolphins in this masterpiece. Masterpiece. That's, that's all she has to say about it. The word means nothing to her. Oh. <laughs> However, I, I could definitely tell you that if you set out to write an article that covers 105 movies and you're around like the 75th or 80th movie, you're probably going to keep it short and simple so yeah, you can I get to that top 10. I think that's the least of any of them. Like she talks about Tiger Cruise for a little while, talking about, you know, Starstruck, which who knows what that is. Oh, we'll get that's to that one. I think we need to talk to Rebecca Alter. I, 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 I agree. Talk. Rebecca, yeah. please, please. Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Or you can call us at, well, hold nah, on, I got this, 914-863-1613. James, if you're still on that article, can you tell us the, the next movie under it that we have seen, like going down from 27? What is so, the... Ranked lower, meaning worse. Correct. What her, is the closest her... movie ranked lower that we have seen and reviewed on this podcast? Yeah, we're gonna really have something to discuss with her if we get in contact because number that's number twenty seven and number twenty eight, meaning just below it, is Luck of the Irish. Oh, I, I think we can all agree. I I think we all agree. Not we can, but like we'd all agree that that would be a much better movie than this. I definitely think so. It also holds a special place in my heart because it was the first one we did on this podcast. And, and number 29, mm -hmm. it's only two higher than Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, that, that one. That's more insulting. 
Yeah, that that one and this one both need to be at the bottom of this list. Yeah. They're I would watch this over Sharpay. Yeah, me too. Same. Really? I don't even think I would. I, it's it's hard to say. Um, yeah, you're probably right. I don't to, know. To me, this movie is the equivalent of one of those made in China sparkly pencil cases that you get on vacation <laughs> in a beach location. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. I know exactly what you're saying, and I agree. And so, I never could have put it into words as eloquently as you did. It serves a purpose, and it looks kind of nice to you, maybe, <laughs> oh if my you're God. viewing it through the right eyes. <laughs> Truly the hastily made pencil case of the Disney Channel extended universe. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love you. That was wonderful. Thank you. All right. Um, but that's our show. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you agree or disagree or just have something else you want to say about the podcast or about us, let us know. We are on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We're on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. We have an email, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. We have a phone number, 914-863-1613. You can send us smoke signals if you're in the New York area, but I can't promise that I will know what it means. But you can do it, and we'll just see what happens. I'll look out for it. Um, and yeah. I've, I've often gazed towards the sky seeking messenger pigeons. Oh, that would be that would be great. I would love to get a message. Messages pigeon. in bottles. If you send us a a dolphin with a message, I will be impressed. I will be amazed that you were able to do that and that you committed to the bit. Um, and that'll be about the extent of what I can do. So. Pony Express. Mm-hmm. And if you are a telepathic dolphin, teach us your ways. Oh, please do. Uh, if you have any experience with dolphin penises, maybe I maybe I'll regret this. But I want to know what it is. Please email us, please. We're, we 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 were on the topic for so long, and now it's just a uh, it's just something I got to know more about. And like I don't Indiana want it in Jones my history. Whip. But if somebody tells me, then that'll be that'll be nice. Well, way ahead of you, buddy. Google knows that I search for dolphin penis. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I already did too. But I'm trying to keep it limited and you know spaced out so that Google doesn't start asking questions. All right. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. We don't have. Do we have any housekeeping? Any any final thoughts? I don't think so. Wear a mask. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. And Thanks, everybody. Bye. I got a job at the foodway back in grocery, but my hands hurt sometimes. <laughs> that's not a real it. quote, is it? It is. From this? No, from from Shawshank Redemption. Oh, oh, <laughs> duh. Jesus. <laughs> Oh my god.